Uh, my name is Tony. I'm in the Vita. Hi, Tony. Uh, as Kate said, it's lovely to be here. Um, you know, we're on this uh, you know, fabulous holiday, but you know, to be honest, when we're looking at our at our itinerary, this was always going to be the highlight you know, to be here today with you at this workshop. So um, I remember I when I first came to Scotland over 15 years ago, I was in Alcoholics Anonymous, so I wasn't drinking, but um, the normal traveller you know, comes to Scotland to you know, look at castles and locks and glens and I was coming to Scotland in, in pursuit of the deep fried Mars bar and a can of, and cans of urn brew, you know, so um, because I'm totally obsessed with food, you know, like I'm in this other fellowship, not drinking and drugging through the grace of God, but not being not sober. Um, so not only was I still an active addiction, you know, to a substance, uh, all those character defects and all those uh, aspects of um, of life that I thought would get better with not drinking, were, were actually getting worse. You know, like so, the, you know, the selfishness, the self-centeredness, the fear, the anxiety, and and that's what I've had. You know, that's what I had all my life. You know, so I was born with that, and I, I, I believe that's the disease of addiction. And food was the first thing I turned to to take the edge off it. And you know, right from the start, I was obsessed with food. And you know, I mean, my story is no different than anyone else's in the sense that you know. I ate burnt food, you know, um, frozen food, food off other people's plates, out of rubbish bins. I stole food, I did, you know, anything to get my to get my fix to feel better. And then later on in life, you know, in, in my teens, you know, then came alcohol and um, and, and later on drugs and, and, and pills. So, um, but food, you know, food was always there. You know, for 42 years of my life, it was it, it, it was you know the obsession was you know was sort of driving me and. Um, and uh, I first went to a meeting of um, a 12-step recovery fellowship uh, for, uh, for you know, addictive eaters uh, about 32 years ago. And I, uh, I thought I was going there for professional reasons because I'm a, I'm a journalist and I, was, I thought this will make a great, a great story. And by that, by that stage, I'd, I'd done the, the full uh, gamut of um, you know, weight loss organisations, exercise, you know, trying to control my weight because I thought that was the problem, and I'd had to give up sport, which I loved, because as a, as a consequence of my addiction, because I, you know, I got an injury through not being fit, and um, and that was the end of my, you know, end of my football, and and that just fueled the, you know, the the feeling of uselessness and self pity that Kate talked about, and um, and the poor me, you know. So how do I deal with that? I ate and drank and drugged more, you know. That's um, uh, so the self loathing was always was always there. So I saw this advertisement in the paper for this uh, for this uh, fellowship and I thought that'll make a great story. And I imagine going there and people telling their before and after stories and, you know, kind of holding up trousers that, you know, the size of a circus tent that they once wore and, you know, kind of, because that's what I was used to in those weight loss organisations. Um, and I went there and there were people talking about being obsessed with food, having a, having a physical craving, not being able to stop once they started eating. I couldn't believe it. You know, I couldn't believe people were actually that candid and, and were talking about the things that I was struggling with. And and I'd absolutely love to say that I, it made such a great impression on me that I, that, that I've been coming ever since. But um, that's you know that's not my story. I mean, I, you know, the, the self will in me was so strong that it was 17 years before I went back to that meeting. And by that stage, I'd been in Alcoholics Anonymous for 13 years. And as I said, you know, not. Not, not sober, you know, abstinent from alcohol, but not uh, and, and drugs, but not sober in the sense that the, you know the food was getting worse and worse, and and so 
I kind of credit that first visit to the Northern Hemisphere as a bit of a turning point, really, in the sense that um, I was over in France and um, managed to, you know, you know, managed through kind of you know, one of my character defects, which was, you know, kind of um, lust. You know, ended up in a bar scam situation, which cost me twelve hundred dollars New Zealand, so six hundred pound to to extricate myself from. And I remember feeling, you know, what sort of behaviour is this for somebody who's been sober and in inverted commas and and, and Alcoholics Anonymous for 13 years. And I just had this overwhelming sense that I I was as powerless over food as I was over alcohol and that I needed to go to the, uh, to, the to the fellowship to get help. And I needed to go to the meetings. I, I had been coming in and out over the years. I didn't do what you know Kate you know, was talking about. I didn't keep coming. Uh, but I'd dip in and out of meetings and I'd hear something I didn't like, which was usually, you know, to get well, you have to give up the food, you know. <laughs> and I'd be out the door again, you know, like it was the, the doors of that fellowship were swinging like a, you know, sort of doors in a saloon, you know, kind of, and um, and um, and I knew, and I particularly avoided people who are getting well. And there was all these conditions I had around, you know, if I ever go back there, I won't get a sponsor, I won't get a food plan, I won't, you know, I won't do this, I won't do that, you know. So while I had that attitude that that I won't, or I had the attitude that I can control this. I was never going to get anywhere, so it just had to get bad enough, really. And 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 sort of, you know, I mean, it was physically obvious that I was uh, an addictive eater because I was obese. But um, you know, it was more the emotional and mental and uh, spiritual kind of pain, really, that you know, kind of made me realise on that trip that I, that I wasn't sober at all, and I, I I couldn't wait from that point. I kept eating for the rest of that trip, but I couldn't wait to get home. To get back to meetings of the uh, of, of the fellowship and uh, and when I when I did come back, you know, there were two people still from that very first meeting and you know in the mid 1980s there, and a heck of a lot of a lot more people who um, who I'd watched get well in in AA, and uh, so I, I I knew I knew they had something that I didn't have and uh, but you know the, the self will was still 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 so strong that I uh, still tried to do it myself for a few months and. Uh, I remember um, buttonholing some poor member at a meeting, at lunchtime meeting, there were just two of us there. And I thought, right, I'm going to ask her what her food plan is because I thought the answer was in the food plan. So she told me her food plan. I went back to the office and I wrote it down and I had her breakfast and her lunch, but a free choice dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so from the moment I woke up in the morning, I was thinking about that dinner. You know, like it was just, you know, it was like a, you know, sort of, a one-loop track, you know, sort of, well, you had Indian last night, so maybe Chinese, and, you know, sort of, you had a lot last night, maybe a bit, you know, it was just like, it was terrible, you know, like just the, you know, the way the thinking was. And so eventually I, I, I went up to um, somebody and had been at that first meeting and had come around to my house in a 12-step call and had said that if I wanted to get well, I'd have to give up eating, drinking, drugging. And... Um, I went up to her and said, you know, how do you think it would work if I kept my main sponsor in AA and got a food sponsor here? And she said, well, knowing you, Tony, it wouldn't work at all and just turned and walked away. So, <laughs> so I brooded about that for a week, you know, kind of, you know, you know how we get, you know, hurt and sort of, you know. Um, I, never, I never remember making the decision to go up and ask her to sponsor me, but um, the next week at the end of the meeting, I couldn't wait to speak to her. I was up on my feet. I bound, you know, I walked across the room. I can still picture... The area in the um, room where I where I talked to her, and I mean that venue's gone now. It was destroyed in the earthquakes we had. 
And uh, so I said, you know, um, you, know, will, you know, will you help me? And she said, well, are you entirely ready to give up your old thinking around food? And I said, not 100% sure, but I think I am. I can't do it. I just can't do it. So she said, ring me at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And again, I couldn't wait to, you know, you know, it was very unusual for me to be up early on a Saturday morning, but I was up hours earlier than that, waiting for 10 o'clock so I could call. It was like I was gifted a willingness that had never been there before. And, uh, and from that point where I was told what I had to do, all the things that I, that I said I wouldn't do, I ended up saying, yep, that'll be fine, yep, yeah, happy to do that. You know, sort of, I couldn't believe it. It was like an out-of-body experience, you know, like, because I was a yes butter, especially the butter, actually. But, you know, <laughs> kind of, it was, um, yeah, I was, I was trained to, to question things and debate things and kind of, um, but, you know, when my sponsor told me what I needed to do around the food, around meetings, around working the steps, I was, yep, that'll, that'll be fine. And, um, and since that day, no matter what, you know, good and bad, I haven't had to eat, you know, and I absolutely know that that's not me doing that. It's definitely a power greater than me. Um, I'm hoping one day that same higher power will um, remove the desire to think, um, but that hasn't happened yet. But you know, um, that's a work in progress. But but so basically, I, all those, all that old thinking I had, you know, like you know, I, I kind of had to let go of and. Um, and, a lot of, and one of my old thinkings was, you know, when I first went to that meeting all those years ago, I opened the door very gingerly, looked inside, couldn't see any men there. So my thinking was so warped, I thought, ah, this is a woman's problem. You know, some of my friends you know, had read a book, Fat is a Feminist Issue, and I thought, yes, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> but, and so, so I, I was looking, you know, Kate said, you know, she was taught to um, listen for the similarities, not the differences. I was looking for the differences all the time. So, so... Two of my great, the great feeders of my denial were gender and also, well, the program's the same as AA. I'll just go there and I'll work, I'll work, work my recovery there. Um, well, I can't. I, I've never, I've never been able to do that. I, I have to be around recovering addictive eaters, um, and and I have to have a sponsor. I can't sponsor myself as I did for years in the other program. Um, and today, and today, the more I do those things, the more I want to do them too. Which you know. Um, I, I heard at one of those, you know, it was like the cotton wool that came out of the years, and at one of those early meetings I heard someone say that they'd developed a willingness um, from, from doing, you know, from, from taking action. So, um, so I've tried to do that over the years, you know, like, you know, I, I, certainly, you know, I certainly feel that surrender is a massive part of my recovery and, and, um, and that there are, there are levels of surrender, you know, like, um, so I'm surrendered around food and other substances, but um, still willful and other areas, you know, like you know, particularly around sleep and kind of tidiness, and you know, kind of. So the some of the character defects are still there, but you know, but, but it's got a, it's got a lot better. And uh, what I'm really pleased with is that a lot of that old thinking is you know is kind of no longer there. And and so I, I believe today that you know, like I've given up all right, like it says in the story in the big book, to chemical peace of mind. You know, that, um, and uh, I, I now know the difference between kind of abstaining from a substance and, and sobriety. And uh, so from that first meeting that I, that I came back to, I got hope because I saw that there was a room full of people who were in recovery and some of them by that stage have been in recovery over 20 years. Uh, so I knew this program worked. And what I get hope from today is that I see people just getting better all the time, you know, just, you know, you know through, um, you know, people who've been around years and, uh, 
and, and what impresses me is their willingness to share uh, the difficulties that are happening now as well as you know the past you know so um, so it, it kind of proves to me what someone told me in AA you know when I first came in that there's no limit to how far you can go in this program because there's no limit to God so it's um, as long as I'm not picking up the first one coming to meetings keeping in touch with my sponsor trying to you know, work the steps to the best of my ability on any given day and and trying to help another you know um, and then um, then I'm keeping in conscious contact with my higher power and, and there's a chance that a lot of those things that it you know that, that are still character defects will get better in time so it's um it's lovely to be here and it's lovely to see um, you know this fellowship flourishing on uh, on on both sides of the world and um, and I'm sure you know, next time that we're back here, uh, that there'll be even more people in this room. And uh, it's, I, I just think that you know, it's, it's an absolute privilege to be in a fellowship that we no longer have to look over our shoulders. Um, and that we, you know, we're very clear in the message of, of, of what constitutes recovery and, and sobriety. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so, so thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Thanks, Tony. Thank you.